listening to Get Woke Wellington, brought to you by the National Council of Women's Wellington Branch. Call Prudence Tokuengwa. Call Harita Tokuengwa. Call Lily Tokuengwa. Call Aisha Tokuengwa. We're NCW branch members and your Get Woke Wellington hosts. This show allows the National Council of Women to support and inform what us Welly women want in our communities. We also want to raise awareness about the National Council of Women's activities and encourage your membership. You can visit our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. Tori Farnell is only 38 years old and the former Green Party Chief of Staff. She's the first candidate to announce her running for Wellington Mayor. Tori was the top Green Party staffer from 2017 to 2021, where she acted as an advisor to both co-leaders and played a key negotiation role with Labour and the New Zealand First during the coalition government. And also a fun fact in there, she also won the lotto back in 2003, making her a millionaire just at the age of 20. How lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tori. It's so nice to meet you. Kia ora. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So I guess first things first, as a 38-year-old female mayor, which is how amazing, um, what got you interested in a career in politics? I've been quite blessed um, with having role models like our Prime Minister, uh, Marama Davidson, uh, Goris Garman and... Um, uh, Matiria today actually. Uh, mm. So uh, in fact, it was Matiria who uh, not lured me, so to speak, but really got me. It, I joined the Green Party because I was so inspired by her and her policy. She had a real passion, deep passion for equality mm. uh, and looking after our most vulnerable. That sat really well with me. So um, I went for a job at the Greens. I was so lucky to get it. And just sort of seeing these um, really strong women uh, in this space, and seeing how brave they were uh, with uh, some of the uh, attacks that they get or um, what they have to put up with, it, it inspired me and made me think, well, maybe I can do it too. And if, mm. and if more of us do this, well, then ho- hopefully I can inspire another uh, younger uh, wahine Māori um, to run for office in the future. Mm. That's the dream, really. Were there, were there real instances where you saw these wahine tour being treated differently inside politics? 100%. So it, have you got some stories? Um, oh, I mean, I have to be quite careful, of course. <laughs> of but course. Uh, I mean, if we look at uh, back in the day, um, you know, when Materia Tude, uh, when she had to resign from the party, I can guarantee if a, if a, um, a Pākehā male had done the same sort of thing, like she, she was... She, she used a past incident to really tell an important story, which was uh, that growing inequality and, and needing um, uh, assistance from uh, and, and more welfare. She was attacked. She was pulled through the ringer. Her family were, was as well, but I can guarantee. And in fact, there were allegations of uh, fraud type instances that year uh, with other politicians, but they didn't mm. even receive nearly the same. Half uh, as much. Half as much. Of, and mm. and when I think about it, it upsets me and, and I feel angry, but that it, it's all the more a reason to keep um, running uh, for parliament or local body, um, you know, to kind of honour uh, someone like Materia. And now the the language that I see used at our prime minister, it really disgusts me. Yeah. Um, and 
Oh, interesting, because I was going to say um, materia, because, not just because she's female, but because she's Māori mm-hmm. as well. Is that is that like a double, double. down on the it treatment? It is a double down. But yeah. then you mentioned Jacinda and the vitriol that she's received. I mean, we've all we've all seen yeah. it at that level too, maybe because she's a higher a prime minister perhaps. Yes, I do believe those uh, with a more um, uh, either tangata whenua or a more ethnic background, they do get it worse, and, I, and I've seen it firsthand. I've seen uh, some of our MPs like Marama and uh, Goros received death threats. Mm. Um, and it was a horrendous thing to see, but they really built up this resilience over time to just sort of deal with it. And I, th- yeah. I think that was really amazing. Um, but in saying that, our, our Prime Minister um, has, I think because of her profile and um, just the way politics is these days, the way people are dealing with um all of these crises, uh, she's also receiving a really high level, including death threats, mm. and it's 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 horrific. Mm. Mm. And I think you know you were saying they have a really high level of resilience, but they're probably doing that because that's the only way they can react, unless you know, unless they just chuck it all in and resign. You know, you either become resilient and suck it up and continue or you give into it, right? Mm. 100%. And uh, I think they're all very brave uh, and um, they are impacting the future with their bravery because it makes it, it sets a pathway uh, for the rest of us to run. Like I've just... Uh, since I announced mine, I, I've, I've received a small level of, mm. of kind of abuse. I've been called a Nazi like ten times in, mm. in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I've, I've interesting. I've, yeah, I've looked at the comments. You know, when there've been an, <laughs> an article course. about me, and p- people have referred to me as dumb. Oh, or, don't or, wow. I know, that would I know. Be my like, <laughs> I know, and it's like I've been t- teaching MPs for years not to do this really thing, <laughs> and, and you then do I yourself. go break my You couldn't help it though. <laughs> I know, I couldn't help it, and I looked, and it, you know, and it devastated me. But then I was just like, this is just. This is how it is. This is what it's like to become um, a, a woman in politics. Mm. And, and it, that's awful, but the more of us that get into it, uh, the more change we can create mm. and, exactly. and, you know, hopefully and, in the and future. And the culture of and the culture. The political, yeah. that's right. political scene. Becomes, yeah. And it becomes normal. Yeah. Right? Yes, not exactly. It's normalising, yeah. um, you know, me standing for mayor. Uh, I think was like a. I mean, it's exciting, you know, having a, a younger Wahine Māori standing. That that is really cool, and yeah. I, you know, and I don't take that lightly. Mm. Um, but in my head, I'm like, I'm just normalising it. Mm. You know, this it shouldn't be a shock. Yep, I think it's like you know, an example is when Kamala Harris became vice president, right. and all these little brown girls and teenagers literally saw themselves in the TV because they have never seen it before. And they realised, I can do that too. Like, someone else has done it now, and, you know, I can follow, which oh. means you're slowly trying to, you know... You do just, you feel that weight on your shoulders I, standing for mayor of I Wellington? I do, but it's actually what energises me. Yeah. So the, sometimes the comments get me down, and they so they drain my battery. And I, need, I am coming up with methods to, um, you know, mitigate that sort of behaviour, mm. but... Um, I had a, a teacher from Puriro come up to me uh, or message me and because I used to go to Cannons Creek Primary School uh, and she said that one of her students were like, is that, is, did that person used to come here and now <laughs> she's running for mayor? That's so cool, cool, you know, and all the girls were talking about it and yeah. I'm just like, it's little, it's little seeds um, yep. that we're planting and um, I would be honoured if I, you know, inspired someone to consider this as a, as a legitimate career, uh, you mm. know, especially from Cannons Creek because, uh, <laughs> oh, it, it, yeah, no, so I don't feel the weight as such. I feel honoured. 
Mm. Nice. That's a nice so way it, to put it. That it's it, um, you've got some intergenerational will, political will there. Mm, <laughs> totally. Love yeah. it. I, yeah. To I've come been... to come from there. Yes. And then to hopefully inspire someone from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And it's. Um, I mean, as well as our um, our, our politicians, our wahine um, politicians. Um, uh, my my koro, he was highly political. He was an activist. He came from you know like. Um, uh, we were a poor family, um, mm. but he was always like, "You've got to fight for your rights." He was an activist. He he pro- protested on the on the steps of parliament, so he was a true inspiration to me. So I just think it's just so important that, like, people have had to tell me, "Don't don't feel so don't be fucking ma about putting yourself out there." Because um, sometimes I feel like I'm being a narcissist or something, but it's like no, 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 no. It, this actually has visibility is a must because mm. that's exactly what uh, the, the flow and effect is inspiration. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. and you know your capital, and yeah. that is to yeah. make a difference. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Wow, exciting. So there was a comment made recently when Simon Bridges announced his resignation, and it was like an offhand comment that someone on some news channel made, and I just happened to hear it, and I thought it was quite ironic. But they said that, um, you know, they're not surprised that Simon Bridges resigned because a lot of bee stings happen in the beehive, and I just thought, oh, that's quite an ironic pun. Um but how true is that in politics? Like you always hear about politicians not being able to be friends with each other or, you know, like we've seen with the National Party, one day you might just kick out your leader and, you know, like, so what actually happens? Like how is it in politics and how are friendships and allies and enemies and things like that made? Yeah, it's. Uh, I would say it's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> I after working at Parliament for six years now, I, I, I even though I confess to being a little bit sensitive about some comments made about me, but at the same time, it, it developed a. Um, I, I was able to develop a thick skin, which is why I'm running for mayor. Um, but it, it, it's a tough place. Um, you know, these these MPs are actually working. Um, I would say between seventy to eighty hours a week. Um, they're working for a very particular co-popper. Whether it aligns with your values or not, they're there for a, a very specific set of values, set of principles, mm. set of policies that have to get pushed through. So I suppose sometimes that becomes the important thing. And if you're not living up to that co-popper, um, you've got to go. Mm. Um, so uh, we have seen some people having to, you know, get the boot, or um, or people not being so nice to each other. I, I think. Um, to become an MP2, you, you have to have a very tough uh, personality. So uh, there there are always going to be clashes between personalities as well. Um, yeah. And some, I mean, the whole idea of attack politics um, that's been going on, uh, I, uh, there are some politicians that gather information and leverage it against others whereas then there's the more virtuous politics which is really there to um, collaborate across across party lines on the issues that matter to make a difference how do you um, 
you know, I, I mean, I see you clearly as one of the latter in, in the latter camp. How do you deal with the attack politics style of some of some of the players inside politics? Yeah, that's right. That that was actually quite difficult and something that the Greens were uh, fell victim to quite a lot because that wasn't our vibe. We and um, I think once we even put out a, a, a an attack video as a joke, like it was a it was a, a satire type thing, and man, it landed terribly. All of our members. <laughs> were like what, what is this that, yeah, what are you doing you know yeah, being too is honest right. this isn't us yeah i know like it was quite funny we had to apologize immediately retract the video apologize <laughs> to simon bridges because we were just kind of having a crack at him and even he said oh, i thought it was funny. oh it was a beasting <laughs> it was a beasting <laughs> simon um and he thought it was funny um but um Look, it wasn't typical green behaviour. So, um, but unfortunately, as a, as a result, we do get attacks. Whether it's um, uh, one thing I didn't like seeing is, uh, for for example, the ACT Party because they have quite a more more of a right a wing sort of leaning. Um, they would they were quite maybe unknowingly would really drum up some of that conversation that would get more get other right-wing individuals really um, overexcited, which would then lead to them attacking goras. Mm. Uh, so stuff like that was really difficult because Ouch. that had a real safety impact mm. and we had to get her um, some security guards at oh, some wow. point as a result because someone said, I've got a noose, I'm coming to get you or something similar oh, to that. Um, then we have the petty attacks, usually by uh, the, the National Party was certainly very... Uh, proactive in that sense like attack ads very personal like uh, Julianne Gentil when she was the minister of um, associate minister of transport you know they'd put up inaccurate fake fake news fake ads mm. uh, type stuff before they be- there was a policy put through that where they were banned but up until that point it was very attacky so um, but for us we just had to kind of ignore it and proactively put out our positive messaging um, which, uh, you know, it was wow. exhausting. Hard. It was exhausting, And yeah. so you're going to carry on with that style of campaign? How's 100%. this campaign for the mayor going? And, and, and you, you got that sort of style? Absolutely. And I've tested a couple of things and have um, have come to realise where, where I sit is, you know, even though um, I'm putting myself forward as uh, I feel like I would be a, a better mayor because of my leadership ability and my governance experience, at the same time, I've always said that um, Andy is a really nice guy. He's a great policy person. He clearly uh, cares about Wellington, uh, and he's a wonderful councillor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and sure, I, I said he needed to step up uh, when it came to the protests, and I stand by that. But that was that was purely because I wanted to see some leadership. So. I'm going to challenge him because I, I have to, but I would certainly not attack him. I respectfully mm, right. challenge him because, I mean, I want that role. Um, but I've also, you know, I, on the other side, people have tried to get me to um, kind of uh, criticise current councillors. Why would I do that? You know, they could be my team mm. uh, in a few months' time and we're starting off from that level of distrust and disrespect. That's actually not my style. Hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. So if you become the mayor, what would you hope to achieve and which Wellington issues would you like to tackle first? So I think there's uh, like three or f- uh, four or five key issues that I really want to focus on. Uh, I think one of the more urgent things is, uh, you know, infrastructure. It doesn't sound very sexy, but we have to fix our pipes and have better hmm. water. Yep. Uh, we're going to get some pretty gnarly winters coming up, especially with the impacts of climate change. Uh, and that's going to impact everyone. So we've got to just invest in that funding, which I know the council has, um, you know, put some uh, money aside for that. 
wonderful, needs to go through. Housing is a massive issue uh, for Wellington. Uh, the, the unaffordable, we don't have enough supply and these rents uh, are, are really out of control. I'm yeah. a renter now and um, I really respect my landlord. Uh, he's a really nice nice guy, but I, I'm I'm finding it difficult to pay for rent mm. myself. And if I'm finding it difficult, mm. you know, I'm in a privileged position. Mm. I can't even imagine what it's like mm. for those who are not. Mm. Uh, so I want to look at solutions for housing supply, community housing, uh, and kind of uh, fairer, fairer rents um, for our renters. Uh, transport. Um, I'm not going to take away everyone's park right away, but we do need to look at... Um, a more sustainable future, a more climate-friendly uh, way of tra- pub- more public transport, mm. more buses, free yeah. fares, you mm. know, yep. to help with the cost of living, light rail, um, and and cycleways. Before I wasn't a huge advocate of cycleways before I started this campaign, but the more people I've spoken to, the the cooler I think it is. Yeah, and there really is oh, a great space. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, I surprised myself. But um, <laughs> so I, I'm quite a I'm I'm I defend cycleways mm-hmm. and, and cyclists because um, and, and the the point that really pushed me over was um, it is um, you know. Children are entitled to cycle growing up. Mm. Uh, it, it's just part of life. We have to make it as safe for them as possible. Oh, thank yep. you. I, I can feel a few fists of children going up in the air in living rooms right <laughs> yeah. now listening to this interview. Carry on. No, exactly. So <laughs> let, let's make that safe space for them. Uh, so Bingong Transport. Um, I do want to uh, help our local businesses. I know that um, the pandemic has really impacted them. So I'm big on hospitality. Um, and how what what are these um, apart from government funding? What are the levers that we can pull to get them thriving again? Yeah. So I I don't know that because I'm not a hospital person. So I will be engaging with that community. Oh, that's interesting. That's My good. son's a barista who's just recently had to turn into a labourer because you know exactly, exactly. all the shifts are down. Yeah, exactly. And and it's really sad. It's really yeah, sad because it's it's much. a huge part of our um, culture, mm. hospo as well as um, you know. And I have, a, I have a passion for arts and culture as well because work for the film um, commission um, so I'm, I, I want to uh, look into that as well but one of my biggest um, policies that I'm going to work on because a big uh, some concerns that I've heard from women is that they don't feel safe uh, in the city all the time walking yeah. down the street um, so um, and there is a slight connection to the hospital industry there and I know Matt McLaughlin has done a lot of work around that and we have Paul Nigger Promise which is wonderful but um, we need to tackle that issue mm. of creating safer spaces Definitely. and mm. making us feel more secure certainly. in our own city yeah certainly uh, um, particularly um, ra- rainbow young women 100% um, and because I've got adult children um, who just both of them feel quite unsafe after midnight, you know, going out when That's they right. want to party. Mm, yeah. They're the safe ones just looking for peaceful dance floors. Exactly. Getting punched at or verbally yep. abused wherever they go just because they're wearing their coolest outfits and I try to be different you know that's right (laughs) and I do have uh, and this I think might be a flow on from my time at the Greens I really have a a concern for our trans community as well because it's kind of like they're they're dealing with enough um, and we've heard cases of them being are targeted, so I'm keen to really uh, dig in there as well. Oh, these are good issues. So, how are you targeting these populations in your campaign? So, first of all, uh, so we're going to launch a survey um, over the next few uh, 
um, days that kind of gives people an opportunity to share, you know, what are your biggest concerns uh, to ensure that we're um, incorporating that into our policy design. And it, we're also going to ask people if they want to participate in some workshops because um, we want to make sure that we're consulting with everyone, mm. either community groups or individuals. Look, um, let's agree on a vision. Let's agree on some key principles. What are we going to do to get there? And, and I want to um, ask the um, experts on that as well as just, you know, passionate Wellingtonians. So there's going to be opportunities for input. And if I don't hear from these people, I will make sure that I will go to them. So, um uh, someone has come to me and said, would you like to meet with Rambo Wellington? Well, of course I do. Yeah. So I will be requesting that they, um, it, it, I would be honoured if they were to um, participate in our mm. policy design, mm. which we hope to launch in, around about June. Mm. Um, so I, that, that's well, the way hello, we're doing it. Well, National Council yeah. of Women. We can get involved. Yes, <laughs> oh, an invite is coming your way. Don't oh, you that's great. That. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have lots of interested people. Awesome. Uh, well, that, perfect, perfect, because... Because uh, on that, um, you know, we've been talking about how, uh, especially in local body, Wellington has been better than some uh, councils, but it, it's been a hard place for women to break into. Yeah. So, um, you know, that so that includes, uh, we, we need to be very proactive in ensuring that we have that woman's voice when it comes to policy design, because I just don't think we're, um, across Aotearoa, we're, we're really getting it enough. So I'm very excited about that, and I would love for you to be part of that design. Wonderful. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, what an exciting interview, yeah. and it's going to be an exciting year for you. So yeah. good, good luck with your campaign. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. We wish you all the best. Yeah. yeah we wish you, so you all yep. the best. Of course, we'll be wishing all of them the best that come onto <laughs> our show over the year. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> we have to be equal. Um, yeah. No, thank you so much. It was a real, uh, even talking about this with you has actually got me really energised and excited. And um, it's it's my vision that the campaign has this vibe because uh, wouldn't yeah. that be wonderful? Yeah, exactly. And if and and if only um, political engagement in general from the public mm. had this sort of vibe, you know, it'd be lovely to get our listeners this excited about voting for somebody. So yep. we hope we're doing that with this show. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Cool. I think we'll wrap it there, eh? Yep. That was really good. Thanks.